0: Welcome to episode 83. Today, we talk about making pull-out services more collaborative. Welcome to the Teaching Multilingual Learners podcast. This podcast celebrates teachers who answer the calling to serve multilingual students and their families. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful Shine your beautiful smile, your beautiful life are waiting for you to shine bright. It's never too early or late to start to rise up and shine if a cloud has. I don't remember much about my elementary school, definitely my early years in elementary school, but I do remember this one memory. In the second grade. I was pulled out of classes to attend an ESL class. My ESL teacher would come to my second grade class and she would pull me out into a small little room and we would have lessons. One of those lessons I clearly remember was flipping over cards. And in the cards, I had to match animals. I remember the joy of finding the goldfish and then the gorilla and then the giraffe. That lesson was definitely fun, but I remember that in my second grade class, we were not learning about goldfish, gorillas, or giraffes. When pull out classes are run this way, when the content that they're teaching in pullout classes are not connected to the content in the homeroom class or the content classes, this is when the achievement gap widens. I recognize, the honorable intention of pullout instruction. But we also have to recognize when it doesn't work. The example of my second grade class is an example of when pullout classes need to change. Now on to today's podcast. I once was presenting the virtues of co-planning and co-teaching as an ideal model for equitable service for multilinguals. During the Q&A section of the webinar, a participant asks in frustration with an edge in her voice, I would love to teach this way. But what if you don't work in a co-teaching model and you just do pull out services? Co-planning and co-teaching is one way to serve language learners. But it is not the only way to collaborate with colleagues. It would take some creative thinking, but making our pull-out services collaborative and equitable is possible. In this article, I will use a hypothetical language specialist named Ms. Fatima and a hypothetical social studies teacher named Ms. Flores. The first step is to mirror grade-level content. Fatima can ask the Literature, Science, and Social Studies content teachers for topics in their units. Fatima can pick one of the topics shared by her colleagues. For example, the units for Ms. Flores' Grade 6 Social Studies units are Unit 1, Ecosystems, 2, Geography, 3, The Industrial Revolution, and 4, Globalization. In the pull-out classes, Fatima can plan her language development units around the concepts of ecosystem, geography, the Industrial Revolution, and, you guessed it, globalization. Ideally, the units during these pull-out classes will run parallel to those of the content classes, so that students will learn the content at the same time as their peers. When the pull-out classes mirror the content classes, Multilinguals will receive front-loaded information, have extra exposure to the content, and learn the same grade-level content and concepts as their peers. The next step is to teach content-specific language. Every discipline has conventions and rules that govern how language is used for that content area. These language expectations need to be taught explicitly if multilinguals are to be successful academically. The pull-out classes provide an exceptional opportunity to teach content-specific language. In the meeting, Flores explained to Fatima that students are going to describe how ecosystems function and describe how ecosystems can become out of balance. Fatima also asked for key vocabulary questions and phrases that students will use when describing ecosystems, such as the word impact, consequence, and effect. In Fatima's pullout class, she will help the multilinguals to develop their ability to describe and use specific vocabulary words from science. The language learners benefits because they are learning how to describe which is a Tier 2 word that frequently appears in the content classes. Fatima students will be better prepared to achieve academically not only in Florida's social studies class, but also in any class assignment where students are to describe or when they see the words impact, consequence, and effect. A third idea is to borrow the template. Content-specific language shows up at three different levels, the word level, the sentence level, and the discourse level. And discourse is basically the organization of ideas. Sometimes content teachers will have a template or an outline of how the ideas will be presented, such as in a lab report, a design portfolio, an art critique, a biography report, etc., and et cetera. Examples of discourse for various content areas might be for literature class, beginning, middle, and end. For social studies class, content, causes, effects, suggestions. For design class, it might be problem, research, design, evaluation. Science might be research question, hypothesis, experiment setup, collecting data, data analysis, conclusion. Multilinguals will benefit greatly from learning how to communicate their ideas according to the discourse described by the content teacher. For example, Fatima learned that Flores wants students to organize their ideas according to the above social studies structure. Fatima will use the pull-out time to help students present their ideas in this sequence. Doing so supports students in being successful in their content classes but it simultaneously develops their language skills. The fourth and final idea is to design rigorous standalone units. So the previous three suggestions that I just shared are for pullout classes where the students are pulled out and they are coming from the same grade level class. Now what happens when we have students coming from multiple classes. Well, that's part four. It's definitely more challenging, but we will just have to be even more creative during our collaborative planning time. If you're teaching in this multi-grade pullout class setting, the most ideal option is to create a standalone unit. However, the unit should follow the language demands for the content classes. For example, Fatima looked at the first units for science and social studies. She noticed that the main language demand is describe. She would then create a standalone unit that develops students' ability to describe during her first unit. Even though the content is not coming from science or social studies class, the content must be developmentally appropriate. The grade six, seventh, seventh and eighth graders in Fatima's class should not be asked to describe various farm animals as that is more appropriate for lower elementary grades. Not having access to highly challenging, rigorous grade level content would widen the achievement gap. This is especially true for beginners in English. That's because they can still learn grade appropriate content. For example, if there's a kid from Turkmenistan, and in eighth grade, he's supposed to learn about photosynthesis, well, he's able to learn about photosynthesis in grade eight in America as well. He should not be learning about farm animals or colors in the rainbow just because he's a beginning English learner. Being new to a language does not mean you are new to thinking. To ensure that standalone units taught in pullout classes remain at a high level, language specialists can ask their content colleagues for the following. What's the text that you're going to have students read? What are the videos you're going to have students watch? What type of writing are you going to ask students to produce? What type of thinking are you asking students to engage in? What type of discussions are you having students participate in? In conclusion, pull-out programs can serve a role in supporting multilinguals, but they should not be the main educational experience that students should have throughout the day. An all-day pull-out program is educational segregation. Instead, multilinguals need to be part of content classes as much as possible, and the language specialists must collaborate with content teachers to support students. Even though our collaboration will not result in co-teaching in the pullout model, co-planning adds a layer of academic rigor to the pullout service. As we co-plan for our pullout classes, think about content as the in-breath and language as the out-breath. We need both to survive. Students need to learn grade-level content as much as they need to develop their language skills. So content and language has a symbiotic relationship. They both need each other. So when we co-plan with our content colleagues, we create learning opportunities for students to engage in demanding academic rigorous experience in a safe environment where they receive highly concentrated support from the pullout service. Our pullout instruction must not cause students to miss out on grade-level curriculum. If pullout is watered down, especially for beginners, then these students will be left behind. They've already experienced educational segregation, and this results in a widened achievement gap. By collaborating with our content colleagues, we can close that gap just a little more. Before we recap this episode, I have a favor and an invitation. My favor is to ask you to please review this podcast if you found it valuable so that teachers like you become inspired and informed in their advocacy work. My invitation is for you to enroll in my scaffolding learning or teacher collaboration courses. I've taken the principles that I've learned from experts in the field. I've applied them to my classes. I kept the things at work and I'm sharing all of them in these courses. I hope you consider enrolling. Now onto our recap. Though I've left my second grade ESL class many, many, many years ago, when I first started teaching multilinguals, I started repeating the same pull out process with my kids. I remember this student enrolling in our school around April, she was a sixth grader coming from China. She was petrified and didn't say a word of English yet. She was placed in all of her classes, her content classes. The principal asked me to help out and what did I do? I went to her social studies class, that was the only available time I had, and I pulled her out of class. We went to the library. I printed out RAS Kids articles and books for her to read, books about playing in the mud, running in the rain, going to the farm. But these books were not connected to migration, which was the topic she was learning about in her social studies class when I was pulling her out. And yet, as a sixth grader, she understands migration if it was presented to her in Chinese. I guess what I'm saying is, yes, if you work in a school that has a pullout service, just make sure that the skills and the content that students are missing out on when they're not in the content classes are still being addressed in your pullout classes. Because language can be taught with any content. I wish I can turn back time to work with that Chinese student. Instead of pulling her to the library and reading RAS kids' books, I would say, hey, we're going to learn about migration, and we're going to learn it through Chinese. Welcome to class. In the next episode, I share with you my mantras and metaphors for collaboration. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Be safe and be rooted in peace. It's your turn to play Traffic Light Teaching. Tweet at me either your red, yellow, or green light from this particular episode.